Hello, welcome to the Petcast, brought to you by leading pet charity Blue Cross. I'm Emma Barton with my gorgeous puppy dog, who I'm cuddling into very tightly because getting a new pet is an exciting time for anyone. But what happens when it goes wrong? They were going to do a live viewing. On the day before, they sent a photograph and they said, last puppy reduced by £200, but you've got to pay a £250 deposit immediately. And then as soon as I did that bank transfer, the WhatsApp just stopped working the following day. That's James Bowen, author of the book-turned-movie A Street Cat Named Bob. He had his money stolen by scammers while trying to buy a puppy online. There's been an overwhelming demand for pets since the pandemic started, and that has led to a rise in both pet scams and thefts. Becky Thwaites from Blue Cross will tell us more and what we can do about it. Whenever you see a pet has been stolen, people try and come together and and put the information out there and hopefully, you know, you can get your pet back that way. And this is what we do on the Petcast, have candid conversations around the big issues facing pet lovers like me and you, with some of the UK's leading pet experts who are on hand to give us their best tips, tricks and guidance. So, Becky and James, welcome to the Petcast. It's lovely to have you both. I must say, first of all, I've just got to say to the listeners, if you haven't read James's book or seen the film, you must. You'll absolutely love it. And I did. I I cried a lot. It was just simply amazing. So, thank you, James. (laughs) And you're a daddy. You've got lots of cats and you're the proud owner of a, a new puppy, right? I am indeed, yes. Uh, with the help of the Blue Cross, we've uh, we've rehomed a uh, three and a half months old when we got him, little Shih Tzu. And uh, his originally his name was Bear, but he's now called Chewbacca because he just looks like a Chewy. And yeah, he's just <laughs> he's an absolute bundle of love. You know, he's uh, every morning when I come down to feed him breakfast, it's like he hasn't seen us for ten years. Come here, boy. Oh, that's so lovely. So you get such a lovely warm greeting. Oh, there he is. He's absolutely beautiful. And you sadly lost uh, your beloved and very famous cat last year, Bob. Yeah, he left a great big hole. Not only in my life, but apparently in a lot of people's lives around the world. And I didn't even, I I mean, I knew he was famous, but I didn't realise how much um, he was affecting people. Yeah, and had a massive following and just just brought so many people joy. Becky, you work on massive campaigns, don't you, for the Blue Cross, Um, like the increase in sentencing for animal cruelty, which is fantastic. What campaigns are you the most proud of? Oh, that's such a good question. So I guess probably most proud of our campaign on breed-specific legislation, uh, where we ran a campaign and told the story of a a dog called Duncan, who sadly had to be put to sleep because of his breed, but we were able to tell his story and push government to kind of make positive changes. So it was something that we're really proud of as an organisation. Do you have any pets, by the way? At the moment, sadly not, but I am in the process of adopting a Blue Cross cat, which is super exciting. So yeah, I should have a pet with me soon. Talking of campaigns, uh, scams and thefts have become a huge issue recently. So why is that, Becky? I think, um, unfortunately, with the coronavirus pandemic, it's led mm. to a massive increase in people wanting to get a new pet for their lives. But kind of that goes hand in hand with a massive increase in prices, in demand. And then you've got just more of a criminal element to the trade. So you're seeing things like pet theft, you're seeing things like scams and illegally bred um, puppies coming into the country. So unfortunately, yeah, there's just a lot of kind of the bad guys out there that are trying to take advantage of people that, you know, just want a lovely new pet for their life. Mm, We'll we'll come back to that um, a bit later on. James, you've been a victim yourself, haven't you, 
um, yes. scam. What, what happened to you? In the run-up to Christmas, my fiance and I, she pretty much told me that um, we were going to have a puppy come into our home. So we were. she started looking through uh, pet brokerage websites on the internet and um, she came across what she thought uh, was a genuine litter of um, uh, Yorkshire Terriers and she contacted these breeders and they guided us away from the website, uh, to, which was against the rules of the website. They say you should trade um, through the website. They're there for a reason, you know, because they're an insurance um, against you getting ripped off. And uh, my fiance and I, she'd started like buying puppy bowls and things like that. And um, they said on the Friday that was coming up, they were going to do a live viewing. And then... Um, on the Thursday, the day before, they sent a photograph and they said, last puppy reduced by £200, but you've got to pay a £250 deposit immediately by bank transfer. And because it was bank transfer and I was so swept up in her happiness of it and we'd already started buying puppy toys and beds and things like that, we'd become quite emotionally invested in it. And then as soon as I did that bank transfer, the WhatsApp just stopped working the following day. Oh my goodness. I mean, that is, you must have been absolutely devastated. Yeah, it was, uh, I felt like such an idiot, you know, because the, the sites warn you against doing things like that. I know, this is it. You feel like you're so, would never, this would never happen to me. I would see it a mile off, um, you know, and then when it does, something like this does, it, it makes you feel so well, sick to your stomach. You just think this is so unfair. I mean, was there any, anything that you thought in your head that didn't feel right? Yeah, the fact that they sent a picture and that, you know, the why had they decided to sell them all the day before they were going to do the live viewings? It's just when you think back on it, you think, how is I yeah. such a plonker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just you get so excited. There's something so exciting, isn't it, about, you know, you're getting, getting a puppy, you're getting your house ready, you, you know, and then it just all happens so quickly. Becky, is this, is this you know, what happened to James quite a typical pet scam? Yeah, unfortunately, it is happening to more and more people. We know during 2020, over £300,000 were lost to these kind of scams where there's never a puppy in the first place. It's just a way of stealing deposits from people. So yeah, unfortunately, it's a, it's a real growing trend at the moment. What steps can you sort of take and uh, to help spot a scam? Because obviously, there are so many different ways that they will get you. And, and you know, you just need to be so vigilant. But you just like we said earlier, you think you, you you're going to know a scam as soon as it hits you. But I don't, I don't know. I think they're so crafty. And I think there are a few kind of top tips that we would always share at Blue Cross. One of them is obviously trust your instinct. If something doesn't feel quite right, then keep asking questions. If it still doesn't feel quite right, then then walk away. I know it's really difficult to do, but we would always encourage you to do that. Things like scammers are using repeat photographs. So if you see the same photograph on loads and loads of adverts, that can be a real telltale sign that, oh, you know, really? there's some sort of criminal activity. Would you agree? that even if you started investing a small financial amount in it, still walk away. Yeah, it? definitely. Yeah, so don't give, just don't part with any money at all. Exactly. Yeah, that's your advice. Okay, that's good. James, what what advice would you have for somebody who is looking to buy a pet online? As Becky said, if you trust your instincts, if something seems too good to be true, then it most definitely is. Mm. You know, yeah. There's no way that, especially in this day and age of COVID, that anybody's going to be cutting you a deal, and. That's like one thing that I've got to say, you know, why would they be knocking £200 off if they'd already sold all the other puppies? Becky, let's talk about another alarming trend. 
which is really, really scary. Uh, people stealing pets from their owners. What can you tell us about this? What, what's, what, what's the info? So I think um, pet theft, again, unfortunately, is something that we've seen going up and up over recent months. There's actually been a 170% rise in pet theft during 2020. So it's massive. Again, it's similar sort of thing in terms of puppies are being sold for for so much money that criminals are seeing it as an opportunity to steal someone's much loved pet and then sell it on to somebody else or breed from it um and that's just why we've seen more and more people deciding actually do you know what i think i can make a quick buck by stealing someone else's dog which is obviously absolutely horrific for the people that unfortunately lose their pets that way yeah that's what that's actually one of the questions i was going to ask why do they do it but i guess you know really it's as simple as they're just trying to make some money yeah, definitely, unfortunately. And I've noticed as well, the prices of puppies are extortionate. Is that because of the pandemic? People have thought this is a great way to make money because I think that's really shocking and sad. Yeah, the price the prices for puppies were already, you know, fairly expensive. But during the pandemic, they've gone absolutely through the roof. And partly that's because... When we had the initial lockdown and there was social distancing, some of the good breeders decided to stop breeding. They thought it wasn't a good time to be able to do it safely. But then that meant that criminals could kind of jump in um, and some of these kind of dodgy breeders, dodgy dealers, dodgy traders, and they're selling the popular breeds for, you know, upwards of six, seven, eight thousand pounds. It's huge sums of money, Mm. um, which you can then see why potentially people decide it's a good idea to steal these pets because they can sell them for those prices. I haven't looked at puppy prices or or online uh, for puppies for a long time. When you were looking for your puppy, James, did you notice that about how the difference in prices with some breeds? It's crazy, you know, like 10 times the price on some of them. I think, um, you know, like Labradoodles is something like, you know, like three grand for a puppy on some places now and, you know, things like that. It's, It's outrageous. It's just, and I mean, because of this, you know, people are getting so greedy and you know like puppy farming it's a terrible terrible situation going on and going talking about labradoodles and stuff i suppose they're quite trendy aren't they they're quite fashionable they're they're lovely dogs they're lovely looking they're great with family you know families and kids are they the the breeds that the thieves are targeting or does it matter does it matter they're just going oh there's a dog got a nice face i'm gonna nick it yeah so i think it's a bit of both you definitely have got those opportunistic thieves who will just interested in taking any dog but we are seeing that those more popular breeds so things like french bulldogs the designer crossbreeds that james mentioned loads of those kind of breeds they sell for so much money that yeah they're being specifically targeted and and stolen to order as well which is obviously really scary so really it's what would you know you've got to be vigilant sort of if you think people are loitering around out by your house or in in the way where you walk what other ways would you say to keep your pet safe So I guess kind of the number one thing we say is never leave your pet kind of tied up outside a shop. We know it's like sometimes really tempting. You're just nipping in for a drink or something. Um, Just don't... Even out in the countryside. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, just don't do it because they're sat there. They're a sitting target. So we'd always say that. Same, don't leave them in your cars when you're just nipping in anywhere. Really important to kind of vary your dog walking route. So, you know, don't always take the exact same route. And that's because of the targeting that the criminals are doing. They're watching 
particular areas, particular parks, and they're noting down what time you're walking, all that kind of thing. So vary your route, try and walk with other people if you can. That's always a really good idea. And then we always say microchip. So having a microchip won't stop your pet being stolen, but it will mean you're more likely to get it back if it is mm. stolen. So make sure you microchip and keep your details up to date. May I may I say uh, what do you what about people whose like pets are very used to a certain route and like get really like stressed out by going on a different like route? I've got one like of that. them. Yeah, so uh, that's such a good point, James. Actually, I think obviously you, you have a dog because you or an animal because you love owning them, you love keeping them happy. So if they particularly like one route, then yeah, stick to that route. We don't want to make them stressed out or upset. But I'd say if you're doing that, then then you probably need to be extra vigilant because if that route is being watched, hopefully it won't be, touch wood it's not. But if it is, then just make sure you're looking around, looking for those strangers, those kind of things. Mm. Why do these... I mean, I can't say the word I want to use, but why do they have to ruin it for everybody else? I mean, my doggy loves to just take her time. She's older now. She loves to sniff and I like to just let her get on with it. And I, I remember I was even last weekend, I was walking uh, around Wimbledon Common, a big, big common. There was lots of people about, but I suddenly started to feel threatened. And then when I got home, I had a little think about it. And I actually removed her dog tag from her collar, which has her name on and my mobile number on it. Um, and my mum's, I think. And I removed it. Is this a good idea? Because I was thinking, you know, with her name on it, if so suddenly I did get separated from her, they're going to go, oh, well, I know her name's Poppy and she'll come to me, won't she, if I call her name? Yeah, definitely a good idea. We've actually seen more and more cases recently where um, the thieves are, you know, they're, they're noticing the name of the dog and they're calling the name of the dog. They've got treats in their pockets. They're trying to lure them away from owners. So not including the name on your tag is a really good idea something that we would encourage people to do just include your mobile number you don't need to include the name of uh, of your pet on them mm, mm. even talking about this I just uh, it just makes me my tummy flip because I just think I don't know what I would do if someone took Poppy or uh, you know I really don't I mean talking of which what does happen you know we talk about help and obviously you contact the police and stuff but is there like anywhere you can get some support for you know if you're you know bereaved whether you you don't know if your 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 animal is with us still or, or not with us still yeah so at Blue Cross we run our pet bereavement support line and the idea of that is that you can um, call and speak to one of our trained volunteers and they'll just kind of help you feel a little bit better we know how traumatic it is to lose a pet however you lose a pet it's a yeah. really horrible thing to go through they're a member of your family and we've got hundreds of trained volunteers who are ready to take your call and to try and help you as much as they can through what is a really, really difficult time. Tell you what, when I lost a dog about 16 years ago and I, he's still with me and mm. I still talk about him and I still miss him. But I think probably at that time, I would have loved to have spoken to somebody like that because like you say, they are your life. They're your family. 100%, yeah. James, you know, you've you've experienced that yourself. You, you're, you're gorgeous, Bob. You know, it's just it's having someone to talk to and can understand because some people who don't have animals probably won't get, you know, that, that, that what they mean to us. It was like losing a limb. He was everything to me. He, I, we'd spent over 15 years together. It's, it's indescribable, you know, the, the, the feeling of that loss. It's, it is equivalent to losing a family member. Your pet is mm. your family member. Yes. So Becky, are people and are our pets being targeted inside people's homes as well? Is that something to 
be worried about? Please say no. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say yes. Um, oh. So we see pets are, sometimes pets are stolen from the garden. Sometimes pets are stolen when you're out on a walk. But unfortunately, sometimes people are essentially burgled for their pets. We're also seeing... Especially pedigrees. Definitely, yeah. Mm. And I think the thing is with, you know, we all love our pets so much. We want to post them on social media all the time talking about, you know, we've been out on this walk or here's our pet in the window. And we'd always say, like, don't include any details that identify the like location where you are. So like your car registration oh, number, that's... your address on your house, because they're, oh, t- they're scrolling through social media and looking for kind of tips as to where they can steal pets from so well that's an amazing tip actually because you know I I do like to put pictures of um, poppy dog on on my insta pages thank you what can we do and you know we don't really want to talk about it but what happens if someone stole poppy dog what would I have to do where do I go to try and get help to to get her back so first thing contact the police so obviously Mm -hmm. it's a crime so you need to contact the police make sure you get a crime number that's really important also contact your uh, microchip company so the microchip company can actually put a flag on the system that says that that pet's been stolen so then if somebody else takes the pet into a vet or you know uh, anywhere where it's going to be scanned it then flags up that it's stolen and someone will be in touch with you also there are great like online forums places like dog lost for example where you can put all the details a recent photograph and then you're more likely to get them back because I think you know people so many pet lovers across the country and whenever you see a pet has been stolen people try and come together and and put the information out there and hopefully you know you can get your pet back that way i completely agree with you microchips are always absolutely the number one thing yeah first thing you know when i got um obviously because i've got three new new family members this year in my house so um, slightly busy yeah all microchipped (laughs) as soon as possible you know are they going to target, they've done their research, are they going to go for more of a, a female dog than a male? It depends area by area, but we are aware that they are targeting dogs to breed from them. So yeah, female dogs may be slightly more likely. Also, we know that a neutered dog is probably a little bit less likely to be stolen and we would always recommend neutering anyway. So I think in some cases, yes. Becky, please tell me there are positive stories um, out there. Uh, that you can sort of tell our listeners about people that have, may have lost their dogs, had their dogs stolen and, and have been reunited. Please. Yeah, def- <laughs> definitely. Yeah. It's not all a really sad picture. We know people are reunited. Some people are reunited after years with their with their pet. So that's amazing. Actually, recently, the police force in Suffolk, they came across a whole load of stolen dogs. They had over 30 stolen dogs that they came across, were able to recover. And then they essentially did a little bit of a doggy lineup, put them all out onto oh local media to try and get people to recognise their pets so that then they could be reunited with their owners. So yeah, it's definitely not all doom and gloom and um, people are reunited really regularly with their pets. And I suppose that's also like with the help of communities as well. I know we sort of um, spoke about that earlier, but, you know, like people, you know, back in the day, we used to put a, a notice on a tree, didn't we? And say, have you seen seen our cat, seen our dog? I mean, it's just so uh, that's when social media is, is, is fantastic and can help 
Yeah, 100%. I think we're all spend so much of our lives on social media these days. And actually, we see communities really come together. We've got organisations like Dog Lost, who really get people to kind of share information about pets that are missing, that they can report any adverts. So if they see an advert and it looks a little bit dodgy, maybe it's a stolen dog, they can report it. And just kind of keeping an eye out for pets that are missing in the local area, making sure you share stuff with your local community. That's a good good one. Like, so basically, even if you're not looking to get a new dog, a uh, puppy, and you see a website on your Facebook page, on your Instagram, go, that looks a bit iffy. Report it yourself. Just yeah. get out there, report it. So someone like Action Fraud or the police or share it or just even share it. Definitely contact Action Fraud, even if you're seeing uh, not necessarily stolen pets, but the dodgy breeders or ones that look potentially like a scam. Report it to Action Fraud because they can then kind of take the necessary action. So that's really, really important. So I just want to finish on this. I'm going to do my best um, Nick Ross impression here from Crime Watch. Listeners, please don't have nightmares. Okay. We should say that even though this is a trend, but the scams and the thefts are relatively uncommon. And it's just because of this horrendous COVID-19 pandemic that the pet theft has increased by so, so much. But please stay safe. Look after yourself. Look after your fur babies, please. What would be your key tips, guys, for keeping yourself and your pet safe from thieves and scammers? So I guess key tip, microchip, update details. Just be really vigilant and aware when you're out with your dog or, or or your other pets but um I'd say kind of the thing is don't over worry we don't want people to not you know have the joy of having a pet part of having a pet is to go out and enjoy being with it and enjoying other people interacting with your pet so don't over worry about things but you can also go onto the Blue Cross website we've got tons of really great advice on there for things that you can do to avoid being a victim of uh, pet theft oh thank you Becky James what do you reckon um, well, just as like Becky said, um, and also, I mean, always, always try to get like um, a live screen if you can. Um, try not to buy from, uh, you know, if you're if you've got a breeder, check that they're not like um, that they're like you know a good breeder, I guess. And don't be afraid to walk away, and don't get emotionally invested until you're sure about it, because it hurts. It really hurts when you're yeah, I'm sh- you yeah. feel like such a mug. My little tip would be as well, probably unless your dog has got an amazing recall, probably maybe in big sort of commons and things in woods, maybe don't let them off the lead. Is that a good tip, Becky? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I think having good recall with your dog is really important. But if you don't, then yeah, don't don't just let them off the lead, especially not in an area you're not used to. Um, so keep them on a lead and you can get an extendable lead so they can still have a really good walk. Yeah, they can. Oh, it's been an absolute joy talking to you both. Thank you so, so much. And um, I've loved meeting um, Chiri. And I'm sorry I didn't get to see your other moggies, but they, um, oh, what a lovely little life they've got with you, James, I tell you. And uh, yeah, don't forget to um, look James up because he's got a lovely book and film. So you should follow him and he's just fabulous. And Becky, amazing as always. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's it for this petcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with a fellow pet lover and click follow or subscribe to get the latest episode on your phone when it's ready. For more information about everything we've talked about, go to bluecross.org.uk forward slash petcast. I'm Emma Barton and the petcast is a Bengo media production for Blue Cross. Blue Cross.